Have you ever wanted an instruction manual for your life? Something that went over the stuff that isn't always obvious? Or even some of the stuff that is? My name is Sarah Ramsey. I'm a singer, voice, performance, and growth coach, and I've spent a lifetime open to the lessons behind our experiences and seeking out pathways to becoming more enlightened, better humans. And I'm Dr. Stefan Rabnett. I've been a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine for over 20 years, and I'm also a Jay Shetty certified life coach. I've long been fascinated with our human superpowers, the ones we don't quite have the instruction manual for, and I'm forever curious about how we can unlock them. Welcome to This Big Life Podcast, where we have deeper conversations about the nature of existence, our place in it, and how we can leverage these things to create the life we want. Basically, we're bringing the woo-woo to you, you. But don't worry, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So here we are today. Welcome, everyone. We are here to talk about gratitude and gratitude practices. And I'm super excited about this one because this has made, um, there have been times in my life where this has made a massive impact for me. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Me me too. And I think that this is... um... Uh, well, it really, in an essence, it body embodies everything, you know, receiving, giving so many different things. So, um, and it definitely, for me also embodies that aspect where there's a concept of something and then there's an experience of something mm-hmm. and it's okay that sometimes one leads to the other, right? Like, so the yeah. concept of being grateful can lead to more of the experience being grateful, but there's just something about the experience of gratitude that holy moly, it's incredible. So uh, let's dive in. So yeah. what can you what can you tell me about gratitude there, Sarah? <laughs> well, this is a, I mean, I, I think it's also pertinent to say this is a thing that we have uh, referred to gratitude and gratitude practices in, I think, almost every other episode that we have done. Mm-hmm. which I think just sort of lends credence to how intersectional it really is. It, like it, it applies to everything. It affects everything. I feel. Yes. I think there are ways to approach a gratitude practice that are really structured. You know, you sit down at the end of every day and you write your three things or five things or 10 things that you're grateful for that day. And you don't ever repeat them and you, or you start your day with that practice. You can be very structured with it that way. And that's a great way to come at it for some people. And interestingly enough, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who said she absolutely refuses to uh, jump into a gratitude practice because of those parameters. And it feels like almost a religious experience where she is supposed to be expressing gratitude to a deity that she does not 
believe in and it feels like a, a really weird pressure and it just makes her angry <laughs> and i thought that's interesting that's a take i've never heard before right totally and so i was telling her about um a thing that i've done with my kids for years which i cannot claim ownership of we absolutely ripped it off from a fan <laughs> ripped it off borrowed it lovingly borrowed it <laughs> from um family friends of ours so we used to have dinner with them on a regular basis and they did a thing around their dinner table every night where it was favorite things and it's something that we've adopted in our family and so when sitting down to dinner we go around the table and it's what was your favorite thing today i like it you don't get to talk about the shit that happened you don't get to meaning you don't get to focus on the negative it was what was your favorite thing and it can be as simple in our family often it's like oh actually of all the things that happened to me today my favorite thing is that we are all gathered here together and spending time together right now sometimes it's that sometimes it's i had this great thing happen at work or i felt really proud of myself for this or i had this great experience at school you know with, with the kids and it can be anything but inherent in that question to me is this um, this recognition of a positive thing in your day. And and with that recognition comes the, the gratitude for it. I like that. I like that a lot because yeah. I, I, I agree because I think, you know, that word gratitude, obviously, to your friend that you were speaking of before has a charge. Yeah. Right. So it's not even it's not what gratitude represents. It's the word and what her experience with that has mm -hmm. been right. And yeah, we all have that visceral reaction to different things. So I like that. I like framing it as kind of a favorite aspect. And I think again, all the little things we do to get our mind out of concept only helps us kind of down the line, right? Because yeah. we, um, when, and that's why, you know, in general, there's not going to be one tool, no matter what, that's going to work every single time, right? There's a reason why we have a toolbox and things yeah. kind of, um, we can draw on a few things because it keeps things fresh. We're dynamic and not as opposed, not static and um, just the same thing over and over. Um, having said that, you know, and I think gratitude and the gratitude practice is a good example of it, like switching it up is a very positive thing, right? Because mm -hmm. then we also start to notice the similarities amongst the different ways we've switched it up. And it's that kind of central feeling or experience that I think is the important bit. Cause that's the thing like, well, you know, well, why do we do this? Right? Like it's, you know, it's to feel good. It's potentially depending on your point of view with respect to life It's to receive it's to give it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of other things, yeah. but regardless, the more we have that experience and that kind of, you know, here I am, I'm realizing like I'm, I'm touching my heart and it's kind of, kind of opening, yeah. like when I'm talking about it. And I think again, for me, that's synonymous of gratitude is kind of just letting something in and giving it out at the same time. That's yeah. kind of related to a core aspect of stuff. And it's like training a perspective and a muscle. And I love that in terms of going around, what was my favorite thing today? Right. And I yeah. think because it provides a context of it. And so I am, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that from you too, just so you know. So I'm grateful for you and the friend, right? There's just <laughs> gratitude down the line. And 
because we do like our family, we do like, okay, what are we grateful for? And now Leo, our four-year-old, like, like we cannot even think about starting, like, you know, eating without going through. He'd be like, um, yeah. excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. I'm like, Hey, right, buddy. Okay. Let's go. Um, but I like kind of switching it up sometimes and using the word favorite thing that happened today, because mm-hmm. that, that aspect of reflection in and of itself has very, very, uh, has a lot of beneficial properties to it, right? The act of reflection and kind of scanning experiences is to kind of contextualize stuff. So yeah, yeah, gratitude, eh? I I think it was so interesting because, I mean, this is a practice that's been going on for, I don't know, 15 years anyway with my kids. So we, like I said, we lovingly borrowed it from my friends Tanya and Otai and their family and we started doing it with my kids and we would do it when my parents came over and my kid, when we started doing it, my kids were, Oh, I don't, I don't want I don't have a favorite thing, uh-huh. but you know, they got into it and we would do it. Even when my parents were over, we would do it even during big family dinners. And it got to the point where my parents, now my dad, any, any of you who knew my dad, uh, settling into like what was my favorite thing today was not his natural state of being (laughs) but he totally got the routine of that and we would sit down for a family dinner and my dad would initiate it interesting what was your favorite thing today and he didn't i don't know that he did it outside of the context of with my kids but at the very least he got into the routine of doing it with my kids and there was a shift that happened at some point with my kids where they started initiating favorite things and here we are it started like when my kids were the twins were in kindergarten they're now 20 so that's how long we've been doing this and now when they come home for dinner they will initiate that concept of what what was your favorite thing today at dinners now so it's like it's just ingrained and i love that that has become such a part of the fabric and i think that it's a really easy way to incorporate it with kids that's what i like Mm -hmm. so much about it is that it's a really easy way to incorporate it with kids yeah. Um, but it's by no means the only way to look at gratitude practices. So what are some of the other uh, gratitude practices that you have come across in your years? Well, uh, actually, interestingly, like a, a few different things, like um, I'll go in into, into a moment, but I kind of, you know, go down little rabbit holes. So the, the neuroscience aspect of gratitude mm-hmm. is something I kind of want to touch on. But in general, it's, it's I the the one I think a lot of people do, and that's basically pausing whatever whether you're in the morning or in the evening and going through things that you are grateful for. And for me, it's also going through the layer, like the first couple times I might say something, I might feel almost like I'm forcing it or like it's like your kids you know that face you made when your kids are like like you know or your or your dad when they're like oh you know it's like sometimes we have to get through that layer that protective layer to get to it and yeah. i found during that kind of that those types of practices um sometimes the first one i'm just like oh okay but by the time i even get you know get to the third again it's an experience it's a felt sense of something that just radiates 
And really it becomes almost synonymous with like presence, right? So yeah. in the presence, there's there's no worry or, you know, or anxious about the future or anything. You're just present. And so in the past, I've really liked that, like kind of that list type of thing, three things that I'm grateful for, who I'm grateful for. Um, it's kind of, I've started to add kind of trying to recognize that feeling of gratitude that when it does float across kind of my, uh, you know, field of observation that I could be like, Oh, there it, 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 there it is. Right. That's gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I've had, um, you know, we have a three week old now, like we've gone through, we've moved. There's been a lot of kind of change and on one level, it has not been hard to be grateful. Like obviously mm-hmm. when you have a newborn and different things, like there's stuff that, you know, there's, um, well, I was going to say, sometimes when you remove something, you become grateful for it, mm-hmm. like sleep, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little something that shifted a bit, oh, yes. but yes. at the same time, the overall experience is nothing but gratitude, right? Like to see this little being and, and that type of, um, to see him is incredible. And again, it's not hard to be grateful in the experience in the day to day. And again, but there's a presence involved. And that's why I think kids, like as a practice, Mm -hmm. even if you don't have kids, being around kids or watching kids has the ability to draw out that feeling of gratitude because they're just like, that's what they're doing. And actually, so as a little segue into kind of, um, into kind of the neuroscience of gratitude. Now, I, I should say that, like, I think this is something, it's a tough thing to study because you have to define gratitude in mm-hmm. different aspects. But, you know, from what I understand, like a lot of things, we use kind of functional MRIs to kind of look at what areas of the brain kind of do stuff when we're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so gratitude is one of those things. And it is... Um, it's related to an area in the brain, kind of the medial prefrontal cortex that really kind of governs kind of top-down stuff. And it's related to um, basically intent. And in a way, it's related to like that area lights up when we have aspects of well-being kind of across the board. So they then... um, and basically, so it's it's almost like you can look at like we have like different circuits in our brain. We kind of have the aversion defense, and then we have the like um, open and social go towards. Mm-hmm. The aversion defense circuits are more kind of the, we kind of the stress response stuff like that, and you know we're more insular. Like our health markers aren't as good and stuff. And then, but from a kind of a social approach, social circuits when those are kind of going we're like more open to like healthy stuff and growth and stuff like that. And a lot of whether we go to door number A or door number B kind of relates to our intent and also then relates to that part of the brain that lights up when we are showing gratitude practices. So this is a bit of a tangent folks, but this is kind of how I roll. So they then kind of were like, okay, well let's kind of explore like what type of practices light that brain area up Mm -hmm. the best. And again, what they found, and again, there's a big caveat here. That's it, it takes a certain. They're using a certain definition of gratitude, and and really focusing on those circuits more than the actual aspect of gratitude, which is, in a way, sometimes hard to describe. Um, but what they found is actually those circuits light up slightly more when we are receiving 
gratitude from others. So in a way, like, so they, what, what their study was, interestingly enough, is they read, like they, they, uh, I think they, like, they, they took like a bunch of coworkers and they looked at their brains as they were writing out things that they were grateful for. And then they looked at their brains as somebody in the office was reading something about them that they were grateful for. So it'd be like, if you, Sarah, were like, Oh, Stefan, I'm grateful for this. Those areas kind of light up. So I found that that was interesting. And again, one, this is not just, I think about gratitude in a way, but really it's about receiving. And I think how much, receiving is actually a part of gratitude. Whereas Mm. often we think the opposite is true and it's all about giving like, okay, well, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for you, right? It's kind of this outward expenditure when in reality, and I think this is what kind of neuroscience is start to back backing up. It's like a cyclical thing. There's a part of receiving Mm -hmm. to gratitude. And I think so it's like, I don't know, like I've, I've gone through phases where it's like impossible to accept a compliment, right? Like, and and it's interesting. And so we talk about like if the gratitude, one gratitude practice that I find helpful is working on receiving compliment or praise or different things from that type of aspect. So there is, (laughs) I love this. (laughs) So, and I think that it, I obviously think that that is, um, I think that that is interesting. And I think, you know, that even speaks to like your friend that you talk about that probably had some sort of structured experience where it was all about giving like in some way. And they're like, what? That's not, I don't, because maybe there's an aversion to receiving what you're putting out towards and there's tied that way and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But to be able to receive is, I believe, is very synonymous with gratitude. And at first there's almost like that, what, no, 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 you know, because then we, we start to associate or we can associate gratitude with like, um, almost like being a martyr or something. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Gratitude means like you're putting yourself less than in some way, Yeah. but it doesn't need to be that way at all. In fact, it's really about connection. So in my opinion, gratitude is about connection. It's not we're just an outward flow of like, okay, thank you universe for this, 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 and this, you know, that can be a step to help us get there. But really gratitude is, is about a reciprocal connection to people, life, or even yourself. So, cause this is another way to kind of go about it is, and again, it's, it's hard is like, if you were like, okay, I'm going to write down three things that I'm grateful for about me. As opposed oh, to just life, yeah. right? You're like, oh, oh no, because uh, then all the, the, the different points of view come in. Oh no, that, that's selfish. Oh no, is that my ego? Or blah, blah blah blah. And really, that exercise is good because it gives us a window into what we're using to block overall receiving too, from ourselves, especially, yeah. right? And that's a reciprocal thing that I think is is obviously very powerful and very important when we can receive from ourselves, like it kicks things up a notch and our ability to kind of create for ourselves. So, so yeah. So gratitude practices, I think there are many, and I think it's helpful to, in a way, think outside the box, but they're all going to help get you there. And I think Mm -hmm. in the process, it's also noticing without judging those little blocks to whatever practice you're experiencing in that moment, whether or not like, ah, this is BS or, oh, I don't really feel that. Or, 
I don't really feel like doing this right now or, or whatever the case is, is looking at those, not making them significant, but just being like, oh yeah, there's a block there. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is going to help. And yeah, gratitude. Stefan, I believe that you are a brilliant man. <laughs> As I just described, I'm going to go, I will receive that. <laughs> I love all of the things that you just said, like it tied together so many pieces that I've um, actually come across in different areas of my life, but I have not connected those dots in that way before. So uh, as a voice teacher, I talk to students a lot about like developing artists, people coming up in the, in the, in a performance field, actually being able to take compliments from your audience, from your quote unquote fans, that is a very specific skill. And for whatever reason, artists tend to want that love and applause like nothing else, and yet be so uncomfortable with that praise when it is given in a one-on-one form. So we talk, I I talk to students quite frequently about the developing the skill of receiving a compliment. And even if, even if it makes you uncomfortable, if you tell them that they're wrong, if you discount that compliment, you it, it's it's really disrespectful because you are telling them that their opinion is wrong, which actually isn't the case. It's that you your discomfort level can't meet it. So we talk a lot about developing the skill of saying thank you. And leaving it at that, if that's all you can do is just say thank you. And even if on the inside you're squirming and struggling, but you don't disrespect them by discounting their uh, compliment. And I think that is so connected to what you just talked about, about the ability to receive, receive as an act of gratitude. And it's just mm-hmm. like a very contextual piece of that, but I've never connected those dots before. And I love that. I just love that context for it. Cool. Yeah. And that's a good, I think that that's a good example again, that, you know, it broadens our our kind of idea of what gratitude is. Right. Yeah. And I can totally picture like those voice people like being like, Oh, but you know that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, yes, give it to me, but no, don't. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, again, if the more we are take the significance or judgment away from it, we can all look at like, oh my gosh, we all do that Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. We do do that in life. And then we get frustrated. We we tell people why they're wrong. You, you know, you think I have a, oh, but no, I sang this X, Y, and Z wrong. You're a great doc. Oh, yeah, but I'm not X, Y, and Z. We tell people why they're wrong, which they didn't notice before 
for starters. (laughs) So yeah, like it's it's, it's subjective, right? And we look at like in your experience, like if I'm a singer looking at stuff and I, you know, I've got, and we all have that in life. Yep. If we all have our court case of why I suck, right? Like just like our self-limiting beliefs of just like, okay, here's the evidence, right? And, you know, when when we're, that is part of a reaction as any reaction it comes out not from our logical kind of top down and that's you know again when i talk about like that aspect of the medial prefrontal cortex that's the part of our brain one that again doesn't develop until we're in our 20s and that's why you look at teenagers and you're like uh excuse me (laughs) what (laughs) but it's kind of the parent to our brain in a sense it's like hey actually you know this it it provides context Mm -hmm. so when we stimulate that area through stuff like gratitude, it becomes more empowered to provide context, which takes us out of reaction. So again, if I'm like get something, whether or not it's, and usually it's a charge of something that's very important. So you're working with singers and there's a lot of charge there. They mm-hmm. want to be successful. There's all this society, there's like all sorts of legitimate reasons why it's charged for them that whatever the feedback is coming in, in essence, isn't even heard right? Mm-hmm. It's basically goes in to trigger the reaction, the defense and be like, look, no, 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 no. Right. See, I'm, and then that's just kind of furthers the cycle and kind yeah. of actually kind of enriches that kind of reaction to be able to kind of happen again. So, you know, again, it's like the soupy kind of paradox, but it's like, again, gratitude is a way to help be more grateful. Yes. Right. Gratitude is a way to kind of be able to receive more and also give more because we're present. Right. Yeah. Because also what happens is we will also comment. Right. Like if you're a teacher, not you because you are a perfection, (laughs) but I say hypothetically, like another teacher would react and basically their react, their they're what's coming out and their contribution is related to their own aspect of, Oh, am I a teacher like this? And if they don't do that, and this is what I'm supposed to do and the blah, 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 you know, all that stuff, again, totally logical. And we come by it honestly, that it can come a certain way. So all these things with gratitude help us both give and receive, I think with presence, mm-hmm. which is going to be the most win-win aspect. And really at the end of the day, I think that's, our, isn't that what we're all after, right? Yeah. Is as many win-win kind of experiences as possible Yeah, where we all get to go forward. Yeah. I also love what you said about being able to recognize, I know you used it just as an example, but like being able to recognize three things I'm grateful for about myself. So to put that contextually, Once again, when I was working with a therapist on eating disorder issues, that is an exercise that she actually had me do. And it was like, you know, every day or whatever, I had to name, I can't remember if it was one or three, but that part's irrelevant, but I had to choose a body part that I loved And I could name why. So it was things like, I love my... Knuckle. But, you know, it was things like, okay, I love my legs because they carry me around in the world or whatever. Even though the message I give myself all the time is because they're too big and they're, you know, whatever. Like it, it runs counter. So what that was doing 
I'm realizing now in this conversation that we are having is developing that gratitude muscle that interrupts that negative biofeedback loop. Totally. Totally. It's the one that's like, gets to be like, ah, actually settle down guys. Like we're kind of, you know, it's basically part of our brain and our being that gets to come into the room of reactions and be like, let's simmer down. Yeah. And, but, but I love that practice that you just talked about too. And again, I think there is, um, you know, it's cool now that we're talking because there's so many different levels of the gratitude practice. There's, you know, the, I don't want to say superficial because it's incredibly powerful, but like listing stuff off and feeling it. But what is also valuable is going through the squirms, right? Like you just said, mm. like whether or not it's a grateful that a party party and you know what, you can almost feel like your body, like, like trying to get away from that, right? Yeah. Like you're kind of like, kind of squirming away, right? It's just because it's the same type of energy almost of someone complimenting you sometimes, mm-hmm. at least that's what I've experienced, but like, oh, no, no, no. But if you only need like, like whatever, again, the reaction. So any practice that goes through the squirms is going to be beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. But embrace the squirm. You have that's, to that's a, you that's embrace the squirm. Absolutely. But you have to like f- see it through so that you don't get but, yeah. stuck in the squirm. You have to see it through to, to where it does start to like equalize and get less squirmy. Cause that's yeah. the other end is that it does get more comfortable and less squirmy. Totally. It's totally because what I think you once you go through a reaction, there's not reaction. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's where that space is like, oh, yeah. Right. Like if I climb that mountain, I get a view. Right. Like if I go through this reaction, there's a reward. Right. There's a there's a presence. There's and with that, our whole, you know, the neurochemistry by everything changes. Right. It's more conducive to being happy and growing, which is kind of i think why we're here so yeah and i want to talk about a personal experience that that jumps off exactly what you just said so i went through a very dark period in my life i've talked before about the fact that i'm i have bipolar too and i was going through a really long-winded piece of uh very low depression and I could not shift it and medication wasn't shifting it. And, you know, I was doing the things that were within my capacity to do and it was not moving. And I was really stuck in a very dark, apathetic hole for a long time. And the one thing that I seemed to be able to do at that point in time was and it was it was a choice that i made because it didn't feel particularly easy at the time but i made the choice to engage in a in a gratitude practice so for me at that point in time it was all about the twitter right so i started doing every day and it was it was only Twitter because it kept me accountable because somebody was seeing it, right? So every day I did a post that was my favorite thing today. And it was, you know, I used the hashtag or whatever. And it was it was whatever the the character limit was 144 characters. So it was literally one sentence. That was it. But I had to do it every day before I went to sleep. And I had to identify one thing 
that I was grateful for each day. And the practice of doing that and the fact that I did it where it was visible, so I had to be accountable and do it. <laughs> that was that was kind of key for me. And I ended up with people who I knew and people who were strangers who didn't necessarily comment, but said, I look forward to those po- to reading those posts every day. I love reading those posts every day. It really makes me think about what I'm, you know, thinking, what I'm grateful for. That's awesome. You know, no, thank you for sharing that. Right. And I think you said like, exactly like, cause you have to be vulnerable yeah. to put yourself out there. It's one thing to write down on like a piece of paper every day, which is still great and powerful. Absolutely. But Absolutely. if you're writing that down and you're showing it to the world, that's mm-hmm. an extra layer. Right. And again, with there's a vulnerability that is incredibly empowering, doesn't mean it's easy, but nope. it's incredibly empowering. And, um, it just, just kind of this just reminded me of one other aspect that they kind of find is helpful for, um, you know, uh, gratitude. Like I mentioned, you know, if some or coworker reads um, something about you and that they're grateful for that, it kind of enhances stuff. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you can't really just wait around for a coworker to do that, right? right. Like that's. A- <laughs> I don't know where you work. Uh, if that does happen, <laughs> let me know where you work. Um, but so what they've also said is basically identifying with almost like a character, a story, a narrative of gratitude that you can feel. So mm-hmm. I think that's why like people that read your, your tweets about that, it helped them be grateful, even yeah. though they were kind of using your experience as the catalyst for that. Yeah. And that, but and that helped them be grateful, right? So that's what's cool is like gratitude really is this kind of, it's like a currency that doesn't end, and it's yeah. all available, and it's this type of exchange that we can kind of all use. And again, identifying where you see it in other people, like other people being helped or whatever kind of, you know, we can feel that like, oh, you know, or, you know. It kind of it makes you emotional in a way. Anything like that is yeah. going to contribute to your ability to be grateful and then to receive the benefits of being grateful. Yeah. And I think that that's important too. Like, you know, we gratitude is is great, and it's you know obviously is great, and um, and sometimes I think we look at it as selfless in a way. And I and again I think it is to a degree, but it's okay that again, we can also receive benefits from gratitude, just like we can also receive gratitude from others and it's not Mm -hmm. selfish. So like the benefits of gratitude transcend just the gratitude, right? Again, it helps that. So not like that parent in our, in our brains quell reactions, even with totally unrelated stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So just like how meditation it's helps, not just when you're sitting there kind of meditating, but it does a similar type of thing. It helps everything up top be a little bit clearer and present. It's not necessarily going to get rid of stuff, but it'll help you be present with it. So you can navigate through it. Again, same thing with any of these gratitude practices. Mm -hmm. They'll, you'll notice the effect of them in ways that I don't think we all think right away. We will. And that's really cool. And we do get physical benefits, health benefits, all these types of things from having a gratitude practice. Um, And again, it's cool because there's lots of different forms of gratitude practices as we're gabbling about. There really are. And I think, I, I think prayer and meditation can be used as a gratitude practice if they're 
if you engage in them in that spirit. Um, I think that the piece that you need to make sure is present, regardless of what the, the gratitude practice is, is that somatic experiencing of gratitude. So it's not just the words on the page. You know, when I was doing those every night, and by the way, that did ultimately over a number of months, there was a significant shift in my headspace and looking backwards on it. That was the only thing I was doing differently. And I felt very much like that shifted my headspace for what it's worth. But it wasn't just the words on the page. They weren't empty. It wasn't... It wasn't a mechanical process. It was the words on the page and really feeling in my body the gratitude for it, really recognizing how those things affected me, how much I actually was grateful for. And for me, you know, I feel that really and truly sort of in that heart area, heart chakra, it's like it it cracks open and gets bigger. You know, the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. It's that kind of thing where when I experience gratitude, that's where I feel it. I don't know that everybody feels it in the same way or the same place, but I do think it's important to identify how you feel that in your body, because I think that the somatic experiencing of that in your body is a really key element. I totally agree to somaticize something is like so important because it, it, it deals with different areas of our brain. That's not just, again, the thought and the should, right? right? Thought is synonymous with should, right? So yeah. it gets past the should and is, and again, is that experience. And, um, and I think it's also, it's such a helpful practice because when you feel that, then you're more adept at recognizing that experience when it just pops up randomly. Yes. And if that isn't a signpost from life or the universe saying go that way, then <laughs> nothing is right. Yeah. So if you get to use and be like, Oh, that girl, oh, but you know, like whatever that is, it's tough to describe, but you know, that feeling you start to be able to recognize that feeling elsewhere. And that is your, whatever you want to call it, your subconscious, your higher self life, all of the above, because it pretty much all is, is basically it's a guidance system too, yeah. right? It helps you kind of really use a guidance system, which obviously can be helpful. The yeah. world's a weird place. Yeah. So a guidance right? system helps. <laughs> I'm yeah. here for all the navigation tools <laughs> that we can get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What does that yeah. feel like in your body? Well, it's similar because again, like I, I'm looking at the screen and I, I see my... Um, uh, my hands are going out from my chest. So it's yeah. an expansive feeling for me. It is a light feeling. It does have a smile. It is like a, um, I don't know, like it, it's, it's, it's awesome. Right. But it is, it is expansive. Whereas sometimes I can feel more of like a, a contraction yeah. in and around the chest. Cause again, for a lot of us, I think the heart and symbolically that's our emperor. That's where we kind of also kind of put our vulnerabilities, right? Mm -hmm. So to be able to be open and not feel like you have to close it right away, that's a cool feeling. So that's basically what it's like for me. 
is to be able to kind of have that kind of expansive and that expansiveness can be like a light or a cloud or a mist that kind of can come up like through my head or down through my body. Mm -hmm. And, um, even if my brain then comes in over top as a commentary on that experience, that underlying kind of, you know, gratitude, light cloud thingy <laughs> is still there. Right. So the gratitude light cloud thingy, that's it. Gratitude like cloud thingy, GLCT. GLCT. <laughs> yes. That is a technical term anyways, but yeah, I, um, gratitude is, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll share this story. Like I had, um, um, one of my, I don't want to say first, but it, it was a unique experience with gratitude. Um, it was years and years ago. I was, um, uh, able to have this amazing opportunity with a shaman and, and do, uh, an ayahuasca ceremony. Mm-hmm. And there was, it was interesting because again, your brain's all in there, like, what's going to happen? And, and this was in Canada. This, this wasn't in, but it, um, it was done properly. And it was interesting because I'm you know, with like lawyers and there was a doctor and like all these professional stuff yeah. that are there. And it's cool because you don't know anything about them. Right. Although mm-hmm. other than those two things, because you have like two seconds of chit chat. But there was two things that were said to me before the ceremony started that really kind of stood out through the ceremony. Mm-hmm. One, uh, unfortunately, one guy said, first time I didn't feel anything. And then the second one was a guy said, when the shit hits the fan, be grateful. And I am and was so grateful for that. So, you know, without going too much into the ayahuasca ceremony, there's an element that this is for me anyways, I was told ahead of time that your body will often purge. Yeah. Purge being like like vomit. So the things you got to bring, you got to bring a red light and a bucket to purge into. Mm -hmm. So as I, um, as the ceremony started and basically you drink a little tea, there's um there's a there's a there's a point where kind of about an hour in you come up with the shaman you do a little musical ceremony and you have the opportunity to have a little bit more tea and so of course me going in through it i didn't feel anything and it was the first guy's voice of just like the first time i didn't see i didn't feel anything i didn't feel anything (laughs) so you know what so i go up there and you basically go up there as you're moving very slowly it's just red light it's a very surreal incredible beautiful experience but you go up there but again my brain is active i'm just like i don't feel anything maybe i'll have more tea i'm gonna have more tea i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have more tea so i went up there and then i had a little bit more tea as part of the that part of the ceremony and then i was going back to my area you basically have this little area that pillows and your little bucket and um the first wave hit me so i was just like oh boy like i just doubled down this is this is this is gonna get interesting this is gonna be intense and this is gonna be like i'm gonna purge it and i had charged the purge in a way of something that i was like um didn't really want to do not that i didn't Mm want to do it but i'll throw my life and again i'm exposing a lot here but there's been something about vomiting that's always been like um hard for me in a way right mm-hmm. it's almost like and i think that's synonymous of a full deep release at times has been very difficult for me because i mm-hmm. feel like i have to put some barriers on expression i think that's a mm-hmm. little bit of what it is mm-hmm. so this whole thing i've charged up this bucket oh my gosh and like you know my brain for was like what have i missed <laughs> anyways <laughs> this isn't it so when i got back though and things started to get very interesting the second fellow's kind of advice immediately popped in just being grateful and I went through and I started just kind of 
I can't even describe it because at that point, and again, with like, I think a lot of psychedelics, it gets rid of your filters. Mm -hmm. So you are not, um, the framework that we go into reactions aren't there. So you Mm -hmm. see things differently. And I started to, first of all, without intent, even though I'm just like, thank you. Like at the end, I was that guy that was saying out loud, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Anyways, but the, um, my experience of it, I went through like an aspect of all the people I was grateful for, like in my life, not as like, I'm going to go through this list, but it was an experience of it. And that is where I think I felt like that, that expansiveness to such a degree that wasn't a concept for me. Mm. And it was interesting because I ended up not purging, not that that's good or bad, right? It just wasn't. But I remember that there was a fellow that was also in the room that was having a challenging time. And I just remember feeling so grateful for him because of this realization that we were all as a group doing this kind of together Mm -hmm. and that there was an aspect of, again, that synonymous thing that he was helping this, he was holding a charge for us doing what he was doing. I was, everyone was. And it was also then this experience of gratitude as a social connectedness. Mm. And that was something that really, again, kind of, um, hit home for me then. And it's kind of, we talked about this earlier is like gratitude is this kind of cyclical, it is part of connection and it's kind of almost synonymous with kind of connection. Anyways, what is that story? I guess just being like, we all have our experiences with gratitude and obviously you don't need to kind of have a ceremony like that to do it, but it was just like for, for where I was at my life at that time. And this was years ago, it did really point me in a direction and coming out of that not only did i logically see the power of gratitude but i felt it and in that a lot of stuff that i had been worried about that i convinced myself was important was no longer Uh, and i for me that is just a testament to what the power of gratitude does we can do that in a lot of different ways with a lot of these different practices again whether or not it's writing stuff down yourself going through those squirmy uncomfortablenesses all those types of things kind of get rid of the stuff that our brain is telling us matters but really does not matter so that's my tale that's a whole that's a whole other podcast right there that one because that the amount that we carry around that doesn't matter and we are lighter without and no worse for wear once we let go of I, i it's a it's a it's an enormous topic and and a huge freedom once we start to see the um once we start to see that yeah yeah totally that's a a big one yeah so yeah like i think um you know i think if like what do we want to kind of impart or get like for this and i think there's no for me there's no wrong way in essence to do a gratitude practice, mm-hmm. but there's things that help really do. And I think one is what you said to somaticize it, to yeah. feel it because then we're out of our logical should mind. And I'm supposed to be right. Cause I think we, I know I have gone through a big phase of, Oh, I'm supposed to be grateful. Like I'm supposed to, and almost resent it. Right. I yeah. think, and that's like a little bit of the energy that your Fred had. It was like, well, we, 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 and 
Um, but to get past that, right, is is helpful. So that's like somaticizing it, like to make it felt in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also to try to change your mood a little bit before you do that practice, whether or not, again, it's a little bit of meditation or exercise or just jumping up and down or screaming mm-hmm. in the shower, right, mm-hmm. or just yelling out loud or whatever it is. It can be anything, but it's all going to get through a little bit of a layer mm-hmm. that helps you be present with the gratitude because what that somaticizing does is it helps us be present with that experience of gratitude and by definition. So if we do other things that help us be present with the practice to try to somaticize it, then it's just going to make it a little bit easier, I think to do. And, um, and so I think, so there's, you know, whatever works for you, like whether or not it's kind of writing down something, the favorite thing at dinner, I think is great because it's reflection, right? We're doing Mm -hmm. that aspect as well. And, also um looking at other people and seeing gratitude out there mm-hmm. as a way of also fostering it inside and then also having that self-gratitude piece of really kind of looking at where you're grateful for yourself yeah. and in ways i think that that sometimes is the most empowering one and i think that's one of those ones it's not like necessary for every day you know if that happens great but it's such a like oh i don't know like even if you did that once a week or something to be like three things i'm grateful for about me mm-hmm. um really helps short circuit the reactions that hold us back yeah or maybe one thing, and if you if you're someone who's doing a list every day, maybe one of those things in your list is a thing you're grateful for about yourself. You know, totally. Just don't make it heavy, but totally because I think that's a good point. Because I think sometimes we externalize stuff that we're aware of within ourselves, but it's easier to externalize it because then it gets past the egoness of yeah. of an observation. So I think that that's a good point, actually, is if you looked at something and you wrote down things you were grateful for out there and then asked, okay, well, what are, what are these do I actually embody in myself, mm-hmm. right? Maybe one of those really kind of pops out and being able to identify it. And the other piece, and I know we're coming to a close here, but I, I think a really important um, development or or as, as your experience of gratitude uh, evolves in your, in your person, I think an important piece of it is to embody more of the see it, speak it energy with gratitude. So you don't have to necessarily wait for those moments where it is part of a, a ceremony or a list or a, you know, ritual and this is a thing that I I know I work really hard on in my life where if I if something pops to mind in the day with a whether it's with a friend or you know my husband or my children or whatever and I'm just aware of feeling really happy or grateful about something even if it feels a little bit weird and out of context to start with it doesn't for very long I make a point of saying, you know what? I'm really grateful for you making dinner tonight, or I'm really grateful for you showing up. I'm really grateful for our view from our porch. I'm whatever the thing is, see it, speak it. Don't keep it inside, share it. I love that. 
I love that. And I think that's a good point, especially with respect to relationships, mm-hmm. right? Because again, there can be a charge or take it for like, blah, 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 or what again, whatever the commentary would be that why you wouldn't share that. But I think to see it speak it is a very good mantra for gratitude, right? Because again, we wouldn't, would we welcome that from our partners, right? And again, mm-hmm. usually our partners, sometimes we do, sometimes it's easier to receive from a partner, sometimes not in terms of stuff like that. Sometimes it's strangers. Again, there's a whole bunch of, kind of factors there, but in a relationship, the subtle things really add up, yeah. right? So that is something that to be able to be grateful for, like, even if it's so small, like I'm so grateful. I love the way you make tea in the morning, right? Yes. Or whatever, whatever it is, right? It could be anything. Yeah. So anyways, well, I am, um, I think we can say we're, we're grateful for this discussion today. We are. And I am grateful for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for you too. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have a, a lot of years of, of, of being grateful for one another, I think. <laughs> yeah, we do. And I think it's nice because you get to, um, you get to see how the value added keeps going and keeps yeah. going through layers and stuff. And every situation is different. You don't need decades of history, but at the same time, if it's there, it's okay to be grateful for. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's another piece too, is just because we're grateful for something doesn't mean that whatever isn't that is wrong or not to be grateful for or, either. Or devalued that's what's really in cool. any way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right, folks. Well, um, hopefully you got a little bit of something out of this. And I think again, you know, whatever gratitude practice looks like for you, start out and do and be willing to kind of shift with it, but just also be willing to show up with it too. Yeah. Experiment and see what feels good. See what feels good. See what you're grateful for. There you go. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. I probably should have said thank you as well, but I did not. Yeah, it's it's only the gratitude. You. It's only yeah. gratitude episode, Sarah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining our conversation today. You can head over to thisbiglifepodcast.com for all the show notes and information. If you loved what you heard here today, would you do us a favor and rate and review the show? It helps more people just like you discover these juicy conversations. And if you know someone you think would love this particular episode, you can even go ahead and share it with them right now. And if you have a topic you would love to hear us discuss, or someone you think would make a great guest for our show, you can submit your ideas using the link in the show notes. And you can always find us on Instagram, at This Big Life Podcast. Thanks again. We'll be right back here in your ears next Tuesday. See you then.